Hello dear friends and welcome to our podcast Insight Reading Enlightenment dedicated to sight reading through the lens of historically informed performance practice. Yep. My name is Darina Vlogna. I'm Sebastian Mitro. So Hello. today we are reading some Easter music. Some earlier music as well. Some not Baroque music, something I'm not so familiar with, but and we have a magnificent instrument. Actually, and you also have some beautiful instruments with you, but we're going to I'll be playing an organ. Um, that is tune and mean tone. And What that, does it mean? Uh, it means, so, well, this is a big topic, of course. But um, basically, it's a type of temperament. So it's um, sort of tuning that they used much, well, they used it early, and they also used equal temperament a bit earlier than we think, but um, mean tone sort of, was the key tuning of, of keyboard instruments and also flutes. Um, but basically, if I compare it to, say, equal temperament, the main characteristics are that the thirds are pure, um, meaning that you don't have enharmonic notes. So that means a G-sharp is not an A-flat. It's either a G-sharp or an A-flat. Same with E-flat and D-sharp. It's either one. It can't be both. So... And also the fifths, there are four fifths that are tuned a little bit less than pure, minus one quarter of a comma, syntonic, I believe. Okay, I have no idea anyway. Um, the point being is I'm that it sounds following. it sounds a bit exotic. It's No, don't say that. No, <laughs> cut that one out. Sorry. No, no, no. Lost me. <laughs> yeah, I lost myself there. Basically, the thirds are pure, and it sounds pretty spicy. And the particularity about this instrument is that it has real pipes, so it's not like a small portative organ uh, that we often find in early music concerts. It's a real organ with real pipes, um, and it has split keys. Well, we should maybe mention that now we are recording um, in the Scola Cantorum, yes. and we are in Kleiner Saal, and it's a new organ that it's was installed organ. just this summer. This, yeah, this year, yeah. or last year, I mean. It was new for this academic year, I think. Mm -hmm. Yes, and I have a flute um, tuned in um, 466, made by Giovanni Tardino. It's also a maker from Basel. Oh, It's based in Basel. And I just got this flute, so it's my newborn Lovely. flute. We are in 466 today. That means mm -hmm. everything is very high and blinding mm -hmm. and beautiful. Yes, perfect for the resurrection of Christ. So, what do we have today? It's called Historia der um, Auferstehung, Heinrich Schütz, and it's about the resurrection. Great. Um, Is this passion music? So, it's really the story about the okay. resurrection. Very interesting. Yes, and we are playing the first chorus, introitus, uh, for six voices and uh, basso continuo.
should mention that maybe you noticed, maybe not, but um, I played the tenor line. And it was uh, quite a, a common practice at that time that a traverso would take um, an altus part or a tenor part and would play just one octave higher. Mm. Actually, um, Pretorius describes that kind of uh, setting with the flute. And Pretorius was working in Wolfenbüttel. Also, we found out that Schutz was also a Kapellmeister in Wolfenbüttel. Mm. And it's very interesting. Um, so this city was connecting people in a way <laughs> it was a very big cultural spot lovely and it's a pretty place you went there recently yes so sebastian you have a basso continuo line here I and do. was it difficult for realization or and also you had to combine um, the voices and you you had to read the other the rest like Five voices and the basso continuo yeah. line? Well, I did it a bit loosely, to be honest. <laughs> I have to be honest here. Because, I mean, no, but, I mean, I'm reading and I, I, I um, can I see the score, please? Yes, sure. Thank you. Just to remind myself what I actually did. I mean, basically, I, what I actually did is I took the top line and I played that with the bass and I kind of just filled in the harmonies and I looked at the voicings to see what was happening. And but then there were some imitations that you took There were some imitations that I, I did a few of them. I didn't do all of them, but I did, a f I did the one at the end. Um, but that also is kind of a standard pattern that I learned before. Um, so it, I, I could sort of put my brain on autopilot and not really have to, you know, completely read every single voice because, well, I think we're going to do that later. I'm going to have to do that a bit later um, in this in the podcast because we have some madrigals that we're going to do. I think something interesting, though, is that to mention is that all the music that we're playing is vocal music. Right. But, but we're here, doing it instrumental. Yes, exactly. Here I see these remarks, um, for instance, soprano one and an instrument right. one at libidum with the ambitus of the instrument, with the range. So it's possible to play with instruments as well. Mm -hmm. And uh, for me, yeah, maybe I should say that the Renaissance Traversa that I'm using today, it has a different uh, fingering. So it's quite different from, from the Baroque flute or classical flute or, of course, the uh, modern flute. I mean, I'm used to the fingerings and it's not so difficult to read. But sometimes it can be challenging in the high register where you have special fingerings and the notes are very high. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, it's definitely very colorful as an instrument, I find. Yes, this instrument is really colorful and it has a different shape. So it has this mm -hmm. shape like almost like a modern flute. It's cylindric. It's cylindrical. It's yeah. not conical. No, no, it's not like Baroque flute. Okay. Lovely. I mean, it sounds great. I love the sound of it. And also, I don't think it's something we hear, we get to hear a lot, Renaissance Traverso. I think we don't, I don't know. I, I don't hear so much of it, actually, until I came to Basel. Okay, because I'm playing in an ensemble, so right. hello, Pedro. <laughs> but there you go. I mean, <laughs> I haven't, but I haven't even heard your ensemble yet, actually. Ah, but you should buy our new CD. Oh, well, well let's plug your new CD right now. <laughs> Buy the new CD. Yes, we have recorded a CD. And of course, um, probably We're I'll bring the group 
to to the podcast. Oh, that would be very nice. Talk. Where is the CD available? Uh, well, it's not available yet. Oh. It's in well, the process of mastering, okay. but. <laughs> well, there you go. Nice. <laughs> um, great. So we have some vocal music. We have a lovely organ, a traverso. What Maybe else can we do? Oh, tell me. Sebastian, could yes, you please love. read the text? In what language? Maybe in English. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I would rather not read it in German right now. Die Auferstehungsherren. Jesu Christi. The joyous story of our Savior's resurrection. The joyous story of our Savior's resurrection. Oh, as the four gospel writers in the scriptures have written it. Ah, so literally this introitus is just stating what the piece is going to do, which I think is a very funny thing, actually. It's literally just saying, yep, here is the joyous savior, uh, the joyous story. There it is, as it was told by the writers of the gospel. It's an interesting genre that I'm not really used to because we, we, as I mentioned, it's not passion music. It's just definitely, you know, the precursor to a lot of the music that now we we think of when we think of Easter, passions, and etc. And even Messiah, even though we play Messiah in Christmas, it's actually Easter music. Yes, But yes. And also now I just remember that Schutz um, composed one of the first German operas right. in 1627, and it's called Daphne. But probably it's not like an opera in our modern understanding. No, definitely not. Yeah. No. But it makes sense yeah, because, know. well, it was lost, I think. I don't think it, we have it anymore. I don't think so. I yeah. think it was lost and then but it makes sense because also he was he studied in Venice. He went to Venice. Okay. Um, so next piece. What do we have? Moschitz. We are going to read two motets. Mm -hmm. And now it's going to be very interesting because it's also vocal music, a collection by Orlando Di Lasso. And it's motets that he um, published in Munich. It was published in fifty eighty five. Um, that's the that's actually the year Schutz was born. Ah, fifteen eighty five. There you go. Everything is everything connected. is connected. It was not conscious. No. <laughs> and I should mention that the motets are also dedicated to to the Easter time, and it's written very precisely on which day of the week you should perform one of the motets. So we're doing the first two in the book. Yes. The Confitebor Tibi Domine. I will praise thee, O Lord, with my whole heart. Give bountifully to thy servant, that I may live and keep thy words. Revive me according to thy word, O Lord. And Domine Convertere, just to mention, Confite Bortibi is for the offertory for Passion Sunday. The Domine um, Convertere is for the Monday following Passion Sunday. And Domine Convertere... So it's actually today. We're recording on Monday. It's in fact for today. That is for today. And the text is, Turn to me, O Lord, and deliver my soul. Save me for thy mercy's sake. And so for the first one, I think you will play the tenor. Yes. And then I will play the bassus, altus, und cantus. Ah, oh, good, you have that thing. Well, tell me about the... Yeah. Well, see, I just... yeah. This the partitura setting. The partitura setting. I mean, this... um. Obviously, when this was published, it wasn't published in a score. It was published as parts, so you had yeah, four separate part parts. Yeah, little part books. Little part books. Actually, I think, was it part books in this? 
Um, yes, but probably these part books that um, they were called choir books. You know, they mm -hmm. were huge, and everybody was able to see. I'm reading from the score. We're reading from a score which is not super historical. What I would have been able would it would have been nice to do, except this is, the, you know, the the idea of the podcast is to sight read, so we don't know what we're playing before. But I would have made an intabulation. So I would have taken the voices and put them into keyboard tablature, and then read from that. But yes, and would you double some voices? And how would you work with this kind of um, texture? I would probably play if I had done what that I would have played exactly what is written mm -hmm. I would have played all four voices and I would have doubled you as well mm -hmm. okay So this piece was actually not that easy, the first Consideberti no, beam. Definitely not. <laughs> We had to record had several times. Yeah, I had, a, I had a few problems with this one. I have a hard time reading this transposing tenor, uh, transposing treble clef. I don't like it. I don't like having to do it. Yes, because graphically it looks graphically higher it than looks the higher. artist's part. So it's hard for the voice crossings to actually know what is going on. Which mode do you think we have here? Oof. And now you're testing me. Wait, I have to look at two things. The finales and the range of the 
Cantus, which is only up. Oh, it tells me in the beginning. Oh, no, it doesn't. But there's an E. I think flat. it's just transposed Dorian. Really? I think so. But it's a very interesting, elaborate polyphony. And mm -hmm. it's very beautiful. It's not that easy going, actually. No. And the next piece is Domine Convertere. Mm -hmm. And now I'm switching to the Cantus part. So I'm going to play the high part. <laughs> yep. <clears throat> and I'm going to play the rest. No, never mind. There's a very beautiful Trugschluss in, in bar 10. Can you tell us what that is? A dominant chord that was not resolved to the tonica. Mm -hmm. And it's just resolved yeah. into the sixth degree chord. And in this case, it's an E-flat major chord. Turn to me, O Lord, and deliver my soul. Save me for thy mercy's sake. Okay. Ah, but that's very interesting because we have this, um, the motive starts in the cantus part, it's um, A, B flat A, mm -hmm. which is mi, fa, mi, the solemnization system. Mm -hmm. And the altus part, it's the same, it's like a half tone, but down. It's D, C-sharp, D. And another piece that I brought today, um, it's one of the pieces from the collection, from the Kleine Geistliche Konzerte mm -hmm. by Schutz. Mm -hmm. And it's called O Jesu Nomen Dulce. And I think you have some nice, interesting information about... This. Oh, 
Maybe I do. Kleine Konzerte. No, well, I, w I was just, um, I, th I was thinking about, well, I was thinking of playing vocal music on instruments. You know, this is for, this is a monodic thing, so it's a monodic piece, so it's con continuo with a soprano line. Yes. A uh, singing line. Actually, it's, or, it's actually tenor. tenor. It's tenor, yeah. yeah, sorry. Um, but regardless, but I, I, it reminded me of the Thirty Year War, because I think during that time they didn't have access to a lot of human beings, because they were either in war or just like and dead. Even musicians from the Hofkapelle. For sure, they were definitely. Yeah. Um, they were summoned. Mm -hmm. So I think, and also this was, I think actually that was the main purpose of making Kleine Geistliche Konzert. Mm -hmm. like the small ones um because the 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 sh the forces of the musical forces were diminished and this piece is is also i think quite harsh <laughs> this ascending chromatic line that just yeah. keeps going actually it has so much tension yeah. there's a lot of tension in this piece and then there's also a lot of beautiful serene moments i can see but uh, i can see a lot of Fast notes, fast Yeah, you bodies. have diminutions. Diminutions. This yes. Italian style, it seems. So let's let's uh, let's, let's try. <laughs> let's try. Come on, we gotta try. Marshall, I have a little improvisation. Maybe I want to do. Then. <gasps> yes, but I then you should do. Fun. Just to show off the organ a bit. Yes. And my abilities as an improviser. Yeah. Just kidding. I have none. Ha ha ha.
Can you say that again, please? We managed. Sorry. I think this piece was not meant for sight reading. Why? Because of the diminutions, because of uh. such fast values and very elaborate key and, and modulations. Mm -hmm. And so... Very, very special. Yes, we almost sight read, but I had to practice a little bit in the pause <laughs> when we had a break. <laughs> the diminution part. Yeah, do you know something ab about the text? What does it mean? Um, o Jesu nomen dulce. O Jesus' sweet name, admirable name, comforting name. What truly is sung more sweetly? Acus quid isn't a question. Okay. What is heard more presently? What is thought of more dear? But who but Jesus, God's son? O name of Jesus, true food of the soul, honey in my mouth. Song in my ear, source of delight in my heart. Therefore your name, sweetest Jesus, I will carry in my mouth into eternity. But now I understand why there, there are so many diminutions at the end. It's, so he's in your mouth. It's Jesus in your mouth. Yeah. I think that's something that's nice about these pieces is that, you know, especially because there's no choir singing. I think... It gives, and actually the piece gives a lot of opportunity to put um, either imitations or little diminutions in the um, keyboard part. And I, it, I love it. I like this music a lot. Also, just a side note, this is not necessarily Easter music. This is our, this is one piece that is not necessarily yes. for Easter. Yes. But it's exactly. just like general sacred music that we like. Right. Yeah. For my part, I can say um, it was a bit challenging. Mm-hmm. Because, as I already mentioned, that the fingerings in the third octave, they can be quite tricky. And also there is a discussion about articulation and how you can, what kind of syllables you can use. Because Bassano, he gives yeah, a lot of different articulations, a lot of variety. You can articulate... And this kind of things. Yeah. And actually, the modern articulation that, for instance, modern flute players use now, like tiki or like tuku tuku tu, it was considered as a very bad and sort of rude way to articulate. <laughs> rude. I like that. Yes. And somebody described that, that with this kind of articulation, you can frighten your enemies. <laughs> oh my God, that's so funny. <laughs> Okay, yes, so it was our nice, relaxed sight reading session Yes. on Monday. Actually, it's we were so lucky because nobody is here and we could just record here in Kleinersaal. That's true. Of the Skola Cantorum. That's why you can maybe hear an echo in this recording. Yes, and wind. Wind is very strong today. The wind is very strong today. And in the next episode, we are going <gasps> to read some... More Easter music. <laughs> More. <laughs> yes, some Bach arias. Yes. With a singer. With a singer. This time. Yes. How fun. So nice. And she's going to sight read as well. Yes. Which that's is, actually very difficult. It's very difficult. So I'm, we're, we're she's glad. Great. She's very, very good. Teresa. And we're very glad that um, someone, she agreed as a singer to do it. Thank you very yeah. much for listening. <laughs> yes, thank you. And see you next week. See you
Curb your enthusiasm. Curb your enthusiasm, <laughs> precisely. Pretty good. Pretty. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs>